If you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 18? 1 Kings chapter 18. And the title of this message is Prepare for Rain. 1 Kings chapter 18. And we'll be starting from verse 41 and reading to verse 46. And if you are able to, would you please stand as I read God's word? 1 Kings chapter 18, starting from verse 41. Elijah said to Ahab, Go eat and drink, for there is a sound of heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground, and put his face between his knees. Go and look toward the sea, he told his servant, and he went up and looked. There is nothing there, he said. Seven times Elijah said, go back. The seventh time the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go tell Ahab, hitch up your chariots and go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the, cloud, the sky grew black with clouds, the wind rose, a heavy rain came on, and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came upon Elijah, and tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this passage of Scripture. We thank you, Lord, for your word that is alive and able to change and transform us. And indeed, we pray that this morning your spirit would speak, that you would move, and that indeed, Lord, you would help us to be obedient as we respond. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. In this passage of scripture here, in 1 Kings chapter 18, we see that Elijah tells Ahab, he says, go eat, drink, relax, basically go live your life and don't be worried. So you wonder, why would Ahab be worried? Why would the people be worried? Well, in order to fully understand this passage of Scripture, you also need to understand what is said previous in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1. And this is what it says, and it's on the screen behind me. It says, Now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. What he's saying here is that for the next few years, there will be no dew, there will be no rain, there will be nothing that will come from the sky for the next few years until God says so. So for the years coming, there was nothing. So you could imagine if there was no rain, no dew, no water coming down, they would suffer a severe drought, there would be famine, the crops wouldn't grow, the people were worried. They didn't know what to do. They didn't understand what was happening. And here in chapter 18 now, Elijah tells Ahab, go eat and drink and don't worry. He goes and he tells him there's a sound of a heavy rain coming. There's no need to worry. Except there was one problem. 
there was no sound of heavy rain, and there were no clouds in the sky. But yet he tells him, don't worry, it's coming. Don't worry, it's coming. God will bring the rain. Although there was no evidence, there was no sign that the rain would come, Elijah said, go and live your life, prepare for the rain because it's coming. What Elijah was doing was speaking in faith that the rain would come. Even though there was no evidence of it, he believed that it would come. In verse 43, he says, Go look towards the sea, he told his servant. And he went up, looked. There is nothing there, he said. Seven times, Elijah said, Go back. When they climbed up to Carmel, Mount Carmel, it was a mountain, Elijah was there, and he told his servant seven times, go and look. So you can imagine what that would have been like. Him telling his servant, go and check for the rain clouds that are coming. Servant would go, would check, would come back in whatever amount of time, and he would bring the report and said, there's no cloud in the sky, nothing is coming. Then he would say, go back. Go back and look. There must be. There will be. It's coming. Go and check. Let's get ready for it. You can imagine how frustrated the servant would have been having to go back. And on the seventh time, there was little evidence. He comes back with a report. But there was hardly anything to get excited about. You see, Elijah believed that the rain would come, even though nobody else knew, nobody else thought, nobody else believed that it would come. Elijah still believed. He told his servant, go and check, even though there was no sign. You see, the rain that we're talking about today represents whatever it is in your life that you're waiting for. Whatever it is in your life that you're trusting God for. Whatever it is that you are expecting God to do, that is what that rain represents. Why did Elijah have such strong faith? Why did Elijah believe that it was going to happen? simply because God said that it was going to happen. He said in the next few years, there will be no dew or no rain, but now that time was up and the rain was going to come. God said it was going to happen, and that was enough for Elijah to believe and to prepare for the rain. You see, there are many times in our life where we are expecting something from the Lord. There's many times where we want to believe, and even though there's no evidence there, God says, take me at my word. If I said it will happen, it will happen. If I said the time is coming, the time is coming. If I said to wait, then wait and trust me because it's coming. Elijah told them, go and prepare for rain. And today we too need to go and act in faith and prepare for that rain. It's coming. That blessing is coming. That healing is coming. That job is coming. That breakthrough, it's coming. Even if there's no evidence of it, it's coming. Why? Not because we want it to, but because God says it's going to happen. And we need to take him at his word. You see, God is not a man that he should lie. And when God says, we can trust him. When God says, we can hold him to his word because we know that he is true. We know that he is faithful. And what he says he will do, he will do. He always 
always comes through. After a few times with a bad report, the servant coming back and saying, no, there's no cloud, there's nothing in the sky, no rain is coming, Elijah continued. He persisted. He said, go back and check. You would think that after maybe the third or fourth time, he would finally give up, right? He said, no, go back. You see, there are many things that come into our way that cause us to want to give up. When we keep praying and we don't see any answers to prayer, when we keep persisting and when we keep believing, but we keep feeling like we're defeated, like it's not going to happen, like nothing is going to come, he, God wants us to persist. He wants us to believe. Seven times Elijah had to send that servant back. He was not going to give up. And I truly believe that even if there was no report on the seventh time, that servant would have have had to keep going back until something came. You see, there's no room for defeat when we're trusting God. We need to continue to trust him, continue to persist, even after years of prayer. Some of you, I know you've been praying for a family member for years and years to come to the Lord. And some of you have seen that family member after 20 plus years. Sister Debbie, you've told me your testimony. You've seen that happen. Many of you have seen God's goodness and it may not even be in our lifetime but we need to trust God we need to persist we need to pray we need to believe we need to accept that it will happen simply because God says it will happen We need to stop worrying and start trusting. We need to stop feeling defeated and know that our God is bigger, that our God is stronger, that our God is able. And then, of course, it's easier to say, but when we look and we see God's faithfulness in our life, when you've seen what God has done, what he has brought you through, how he has taken care of you, it encourages us to know that he is the same, that he will see us through again, that he will do it again, that he will make it happen. He will make a way when there seems to be no way. You see, even though Elijah didn't see any sign of rain, there was no sign of rain. He believed the rain was coming. There was no evidence of any clouds in the sky, yet he believed the rain was coming. He spoke it and he claimed it before it even happened. You see, there is power in the tongue. There is life and death on the tongue, and many of us don't realize how powerful our words are. You see, even before Elijah sent his servant It says that he prayed, he knelt down and he prayed to God. Some of us need to stop worrying, stop talking to this person and that person and asking for different advice and get on our knees and look to God. Get on our knees and trust him. Get on our knees and commit our situation into his hands and thank him in advance before it's even happened. Thank him for the answer to prayer that he will give even before it comes. 
comes. You see, Elijah believed and he spoke it. Before he even climbed to the top of that mountain, before he even sent his servant out, he said to Ahab, go eat and drink. The sound of heavy rain is coming. Prepare for that downpour. It's coming. We need to speak into our situation. We need to speak life into our situation. And many times we allow other people to speak negative into our situation. We allow other people to speak death in our situation. When we allow them to say, it's not going to happen. You've been going to church every week and it's still going on in your life. You've been praying to God, but you're still burdened with those financial obligations. You've been praying and trusting God and doing that, but you still haven't found a job. You've been praying and you've been going to Bible study, but you're still suffering with that sickness or illness or still haven't been healed, whatever it is. We need to clear those voices out and trust God even before there's any evidence of that in our life. Trust him in advance. That's what Elijah did. He exercised faith and he spoke. And he believed that the same God who was faithful before will continue to be faithful to him again and again and again. You see, faith is believing in something that cannot be seen. Sometimes, even before there's any evidence, we need to believe. We need to believe, God, you will heal me of this sickness, even though the doctors say there's nothing that they can do. God, you will help me to get into this university, even though they say that my marks aren't good enough. God, you will help me to get this job, even though I may not have all of the right qualifications for it. God, you will help me. God, you will do. God, whatever it is that you need, Trust him, have faith, believe him, even if there's no evidence of it. We need to start speaking life into our situations and not death. And at the end of the day, we need to be okay that God's will will be done. Whether it's how we want it, whether it's how we expect it or not, we need to say, God, may your will be done in my life, whatever it is. You know, sometimes we ask God for something, and we pray, and we fast, and, and, and we're so concerned because we don't get it, and we feel that God has turned his back on us. But you know, there are times where we need to trust him, because it could be that he has something even greater in store for us. And I'm sure that if you look in hindsight, you're thankful that God didn't always give you exactly what you asked for. That you say, God, thank you for not answering that prayer. Or God, thank you for not leading me to that job. Or God, thank you for not allowing me to marry that person. Or God, thank you for not allowing me to go through that opportunity. There are times where we look back and we say, God, I trust you because you know all, you see all, and you are perfect in all of your ways. And we need to trust him. We need to trust him. Seven times, Elijah sent the servant to look. He was certain that the cloud would come. Even though there was negative reports, he wasn't about to give up. 
Verse 44 says, the seventh time the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Finally, on the seventh time, the servant reports that a cloud so tiny, as tiny as a man's hand is in the sky, which basically translates to almost nothing, right? When you think about the clouds and the sky and how big it is and a man's hand, the servant comes back and says, well, there is something, but it's basically nothing to get excited about. Elijah takes it and says, go tell Ahab, go get himself together, get down before the rain stops him. The rain is coming. You must think, Elijah, the servant must have thought, Elijah, are you crazy? There's like nothing. There's not even a full cloud out there. And you're going to tell me, go tell Ahab, get ready. The rain is going to stop him. This is ridiculous. But there was a sign and he took it. He believed, even though to everybody else it seemed insignificant. To everybody else it seemed like nothing. To everybody else he seemed crazy. He said the rain was coming. Prepare for the rain. Prepare for it. You see, if Elijah had to wait and depend upon Ahab or the servant or anybody else to encourage him that, yes, the rain is coming, that, yes, God is going to send that rain, he would be left discouraged if he was dependent upon anyone else. You see, nobody else believed that it was coming. Nobody else believed it, had, it was going to happen because for so many years, there was no rain, there was no dew, and they just accepted this is probably just how it's going to be. But Elijah says the rain is coming. And if they had to depend, if he had to depend upon them, he would be discouraged. You know, sometimes in life, we need to encourage ourselves because there's going to be people who who will try to discourage us, who will tell us that's not going to happen. Stop trying to do that. Stop dreaming about that. Don't invest in that. It's not going to happen. But you see, when God speaks, we need to listen. When God speaks, we need to be obedient. When God speaks, we need to know that all the other voices need to be silent and for us to just listen to him. You see, I'm sure many of you have experienced in your life people who have told you, you're not going to achieve that. You're not going to do that. You're not going to be anybody. You're not going to be able to do that. And we have proved them wrong. You have shown them with God's help because it's not about them, but it's about God through us. And Elijah was not dependent upon anybody else for his encouragement, but he encouraged himself through the Lord. The Lord said it's going to happen, it's going to happen. He had faith. Even though human logic said it's not going to happen, there's no clouds, there's no sign of rain, it's not going to happen. Elijah exercised true faith. How many of you know what an African impala is? the animal, an African impala. Well, if you don't, when you go home, you can Google it. Right, Miss Pauline? She's great at Googling, so you can see her if you need to do that. Well, I want to tell you about the African impala. It's a magnificent animal that can jump to the height of 10 feet and cover a distance of 30 feet. It can jump, did you get that, to a height of 10 feet and cover a distance of 30 feet. Yet these animals can be kept in a three-foot enclosure and not move. 
Why? Because they will not jump if they cannot see where their feet will land. They will not jump even though they can jump so high and so long. They will not attempt to jump if they cannot see where their feet will land. You see, many of us, God has destined to do great things. God has destined to do wonderful things, to achieve wonderful things, to do things in your life that you could never dream of. But there are many times where because of fear, we're kept in that flimsy enclosure simply because we cannot see where our feet will land. We need to exercise faith, trusting God that no matter what, he will help us. That no matter, though we cannot see where our feet will land, he will make a way. We need to practice faith. You see, human logic said it's not possible. And there are many times where we say, it's just not possible. There's no way. It's not possible. It's not going to happen. But you see, with a God that we serve, he goes beyond human logic. It, he's not bound by the same things we are. You see, human logic says that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when thrown into the fiery furnace, would die instantly because of the heat. But yet, with God, they survived. You see, human logic says that if a, a man who lost everything he could, he lost everything that was possible, he suffered, he lost his family, he was uh, inflicted physically, human logic says there's nothing that good will come out of this, yet God says I will restore you ten times what you had before. You see, human logic says that a man in his 90s is not able to have a child, yet God says, Abraham and Sarah, I will bless your womb and you will have a child. You see, human logic says that uh, bread and fish, just a small basket, will not be able to feed five thousand plus people yet God says it is possible he will bless and he will multiply human logic says a man a human man it's just not possible for him to walk on water yet God says come step out of the boat I am with you human logic says that a whole bunch of people cannot pass through the Red Sea, yet God says, I will clear the waters and make a path for you to walk. Human logic says that it's just not possible for a group of people to walk around the walls of Jericho, and for that, they come crashing down. But God says, you do it, and those walls will fall. You see, human logic says that a man who was dead in a tomb for four days could not be brought back to life, but God says, Lazarus, you come forth and he came forth. You see, when God says it's going to happen, it's going to happen. We can hold him at his word. And God said the rain is coming, and it came. The rain was coming. Are we preparing for rain? Even though there's no evidence of it, even though we don't understand how it's going to happen, we don't understand how that relationship will be restored. We don't understand how... That job situation will come about. We don't understand how we're going to have enough money for that or how we're going to afford that or how that family member is going to come to know the Lord. We don't see any evidence, yet we can trust him. 
We don't understand, yet we can hold him to his word, and we know that he is faithful because human logic does not apply to the God that we serve. Nothing is impossible for God. There is nothing that is impossible for him to do. You see, if we're told that it's going to rain, one of the logical things that we would do is to bring an umbrella, right? Notice how it matches my outfit? (laughs) That was just a coincidence, by the way. I don't go out buying umbrellas to match my outfit. Uh, (laughs) But if you're told that it's going to rain in the forecast, you most likely would bring your umbrella with you, right? But if it's a beautiful sunny day and, you know, not too hot, but no clouds in the sky, would this be necessary for you to walk around with all day? No. It wouldn't be necessary, right? It wouldn't be necessary for you to walk around with it to, to protect yourself from the rain because no rain is coming. You see, it's time for us to grab our umbrellas. Even though there's no cloud in the sky, even though there's no evidence of something happening, we need to trust God and say, God, I don't see how that's going to happen, but I have my umbrella because I'm preparing for that rain. God, I don't understand, but I'm acting in faith. I'm acting in faith and I'm grabbing my umbrella. Not only am I expecting some rain to fall, but I'm expecting a downpour. I'm expecting that. And so not only am I going to grab my umbrella, but I'm going to get my poncho and my rain boots too. Because God, you said it's coming and it's coming. I have faith that you will do it. One night, a house caught on fire, and a young boy was forced to climb to the roof of the house. His father stood outside, and and obviously because of the fire and the damage and everything, wasn't able to get back inside. And so he stood on the ground and saw his son climb to the roof, trying to escape from the fire. And he, he yelled to his son, son, you need to jump. It's the only way for you to to be safe is for you to jump. There's no other way you have to jump. Well, of course, the son was scared. He was crying. He was frantic. He was panicked. And and all he could see as he looked around was the smoke and darkness. Because in the middle of the night, there was nothing else. He could see the fires raging. He could see the blackness of the smoke. and, And just looking out, there was nothing else that he could see. Well, he yelled to his father, and he said, Daddy, I want to jump, but I can't see you. His father, knowing that if the child didn't jump, that he would die, said, Son, you need to trust me. You need to trust me. Even though you cannot see me, I can see you, and that's all that matters. You see, when we stand on that roof, when there's nowhere else to turn, and we say, God, I don't see God, I can't see you. God, I don't understand where you are. It feels like you're not there. God says you need to jump in faith and trust me. Because even though you can't see me, I can see you. And that's all that matters. Are we exercising that kind of faith? Saying, God, I trust you. God, with all that I am, take my life and let it be. Consecrated God to thee. Are we trusting him no matter what? Verse 45 says, Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose. A heavy rain started falling. Ahab rode off to Jezreel. 
after all that was said and done, that rain came. That rain came, a heavy rain started to fall. Despite all the odds after all those years, the rain did come. Are you prepared for the rain? Are you prepared for what God is going to do despite what everyone else says, despite what you may even think in your own life? Let us prepare for the rain. Grab your umbrellas because God is going to do what we never thought possible. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that you are just so awesome, more than we will ever know. We thank you, God, that you are not bound by human limitations, that you are not a man that you should lie, but that we can hold you to your word and to know that you are faithful and that you will do what you've said you will do. And so, God, we pray that you would help us to act in faith, that you would help us to step out, that even though there may be no evidence of what it is that we need you to do, that even though there's no sort of sign, that, God, you would help us to trust you and to prepare for that, to act in faith and to know, God, that you are able. And so, Lord, we thank you for what you have done in the past. We thank you for how you brought us through, and we trust you, Lord, with, with all that we are. And we pray, God, that you would continue to move, that your hand would be upon each one, and that, Lord, you would answer our prayers, and that, God, you would show yourself faithful once again. And so, Lord, we continue to look to you, and we thank you in advance. Before that rain even comes, we thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.